0: Welcome to the Everyday Icon Podcast, a podcast focused on helping women entrepreneurs embrace the image she has always envisioned to become the boss she is meant to be. I'm your host, Tiffany Howard. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Everyday Icon Podcast. Today, we're going to continue on in our four part series of presence and the components that make up your presence. Last week, I taught in episode 63, I talked about how you act, and if you haven't heard that, be sure to go back and listen to that episode. And today, I'm going to be talking to you about how you speak. But before I get started, let me introduce myself. My name is Tiffany, and I am an image strategist, and I help highly visible working professionals who desire to be noticed build a signature style that reflects their personal brand. Let's talk about how you speak. Communication is not what you say, but how you say it. You control your tone and the words you use. Even your body language determines how much they decide to take in or to even listen to you. So it's not just what you say verbally, but it's also what you don't say without speaking through your body language how others perceive you is very much yours to shape. And I, we always want to remember to keep that in mind that we, this is the one thing we can always control. All the other factors outside, we can't necessarily always control that. Whether we're gonna get the job, whether we're going to process of launching or marketing our new course or product or getting that next sale, We can't always control that. But what we can control is how others see us and perceive us. See us and perceive us. I'm tongue-tied today. It doesn't matter what your position is, you are always presenting. It could be written, it could be verbal, and it can be body language. Even in our newfound virtual world that we find ourselves in, from Zoom meetings to Google Meet meetings, It is what ultimately wins the attention of colleagues, clients, and friends. So let's go ahead and talk about several communication traits and what this actually looks like. So let's talk about speaking skills is the first one. Grammar sounding uneducated can undermine how you act. It is seen as one of the top communication blunders and it is rare that anyone will correct you. So for example when people say salmon and you hear of other people say salmon when i hear salmon i cringe depending on who you are to me i may correct you but if not the my body language will tell you like that is not how it's pronounced the l is silent when you make those and those may be small but they are huge and they are clues that people use on uns- on subconscious levels of how you are and how you act because if someone doesn't know that that's not how you pronounce it they're not going to correct you now if you were a young person yes but once you get to a certain age and to a certain point no they're not going to correct you but they will make a note of it Another thing with speaking is, of course, using filler words. My favorite filler word used to be like, um, so you know what I mean? Those are filler words. So if at any time that you have a thought that you want to get out, but your thought is going maybe faster than what you're speaking, just step back, take a pause, collect your thoughts, and then continue to speak your thought, um, and see, I just did it. I said, oh, um. <laughs> continue with what you were saying. Don't rush it because sometimes when you rush it, it won't come out the way that you hear it in your head. It might not come out the right way verbally. So you just always want to pause with your speaking skills. Number two is the tone. <clears throat> in 2012, quantified impressions study a financial of a financial spokesperson found the sound of your voice matters twice as much as what you're talking about so when speaking in a lower frequency others will see you as sociable smart and successful for women it can stunt your career growth many of us in recent years have been left have left corporate america for reasons such as this because they think that our tone is not a nice tone but in actuality it is that we are too loud that we are we have an attitude when we speak or we feel or we have or we're smart and we're it's coming off smart like did she just say something smart to me but in actuality That's just how we speak, and many of us also have had to learn to control what we say, the tone that we say it in, and to be honest, it could be it gets extremely exhausting and tiresome to have to always be this person at work and be accepted and accept and be acceptable and have it be acceptable. All the time. It really does. And when people ask. Would you have something to say. The answer is no. Because what I have to say. It might not come across. To you. The way that I'm saying it. So sometimes. And I'll use me as an example. I just leave it alone. Because I know if I say it. It's going. Sometimes I know it will come out wrong. And I don't want to do that. And other times. I might not want to say what I want to say because you may not receive it the way that I intend you to receive it. So that's one of the reasons why as black women also we have left and have started to leave corporate America and maybe not leave corporate America but begin to find other outlets for us as far as starting a new business. And coming into this online space and using our creativity, our ideas, and things that we've learned from corporate America and use it so we can create our our own lane, our own business to where we can just be us. And we will market our businesses to, guess what, people that look like us understand us and we don't have to always be on all the time. But at the same time, this also applies for us being CEOs, founders, and business owners. So it's sort of like a catch twenty two that sometime now we are in the role of the owner, the CEO of our business. And we have to remember that we do have to speak a certain way, and now it's our voices do hold weight, but at the same time we are also understanding that our voices are powerful. And with our voices being powerful, people are actually listening to us in a way that no one has ever listened to us back in corporate America. So it's a good thing and a bad thing. So we always have to try to find the balance between the two. But number two is tone. Number three, command the room. This is simply building a connection. It's making the listener feel as though he or she is the most interesting person in the room and you're speaking directly to them. Even if you are on live stream or on a video, you have to know how to speak To your target audience, target audience. And this is what I'm learning as I go through my process is commanding a room and articulating what it is that I want to say and convey so that I know I am talking to my target client and hoping that she will hear me even through all of my ums and ums and likes (laughs) That I will resonate to her and I'm saying something that she can say, you know what? That sounds like me. Let me listen a little bit more. And this is not easy. But in this day and age, people are looking for what we offer. And there are hundreds, always remember, of people that do what we do. But it comes down to making ourselves human. Human. So one of the things in my podcast, if you've been listening for a while, you realize I keep the ums, the likes, I keep all of my mistakes in, and I very rarely do I, I don't even at all. Um, I don't edit my podcast because I want you to see and hear that I feel normal, that I am normal, that I am human, that I make mistakes and that it's okay. Now, if there's huge blunders, no, but if there's small ones like getting tongue tied and My thoughts going faster than what I'm speaking or I'm speaking faster than my thought process. I do want you to get that sense of this is a real person behind the microphone having a conversation because that's what the conversation would be like in real life. I want you to feel comfortable to say, you know what, she's just like me. So that's a good start. It's also being authentic. And even though you do not have to share, overshare anything, but you just want to un- unveil enough so that your listeners feel connected to. And that's your stories. So when we're telling stories, we don't have to tell the whole entire story. We just want to take unveil it just a little bit, just so they get to see a piece of, guess what? I've been through what you've been through. So I know how it feels. It's something as simple as sharing why you got started. It is, for me, it may be taking you through my image journey on YouTube through a vlog or talking about my struggles with building it. It might even be how I even came about doing this or thinking about becoming an image strategist and how the thought came not going to give you every long detail, but I'm going to give you enough to where you can relate to me. So number three is commanding the room because our stories are powerful and people need to hear our stories. And that also makes people get to know you better through your stories. And that actually was is number four. Use your stories. This will always grab your audience's attention. We don't want to use a lot of data, so you don't want to sit up and say, the data shows that 55% of people don't like going into work every day to where another, this data over here shows and it's off. No, we don't want to hear data. If we want to hear data, we'll go talk to leave that to science. We don't want to hear that. (laughs) In the business of corporate world, what we want to hear is your story. Why are you here? How did you end up here? How did you get from point A in an entry-level position to now you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company? How did you get there? Because I'm going to be interested in that story more than you saying only 5% of the people will ever become CEOs. That's not true because there are a lot of CEOs out here nowadays, right? But how did you get here? People want to know us because people only buy from people that they know and that they trust and that they like. And the only way for you to get to know me, like me and trust me is if I tell you my story. So to go over just a few things to work on your communication. Number one is obvious. You want to stop using verbal fillers. It's harder than what, it's hard, I know. And it's still a work in progress for me. But when you can, pause, think about what you want to say, and then continue on with your conversation. You want to broaden your small talk. And I always thought small talk was not needed. What's the purpose of it? But it's actually very helpful. It's casual conversation. And it could help you with joining a conversation. And it can help open doors. So for example, they may be talking about books and what they're reading. And you can say, hey, I'm reading this great book called The Fifth Season because that's what I'm reading now. And they'll say, oh, what's that about? Who's it by? And it's a completely, totally different genre than, say, what they're reading. Someone may be reading a autobiography. Somebody might be reading a self-help book. Somebody might be reading a business book. But now because you're reading something that is science fantasy, they'll be intrigued to listen What's that about? And somebody may go and actually buy the book when they're, fit, you know, when they're ready to go buy another book. So help and broaden your small talk more beyond more than just the weather, how are you, to help build your communication skills. And besides, number two, you never know who you're talking to. And number three, another way to help broaden your communication skills, less can actually be more. Now, we can't always be a wallflower at meetings and events. Hi, I'm guilty of that. But when you speak, don't just speak just to speak. Comment when you have a new idea or a new perspective and invite others for their input so you don't have to carry the conversation. Now, I know this can be hard and difficult because A, number one, someone, you may come up with a new idea and they will not take it serious and move on. But at the same time, someone will say the same thing that you just said and they'll think it's a great idea. The point of it is, and you may not have, may not be coming up with a whole new project, but the point of it is, Is that you want, you never know who is going to say to you, that's a good idea, tell me more. You never know if you say an idea out loud and it sounds crazy to others, but in that split second, you realize that's the idea you've been looking for to start a business And if somebody takes that idea and uses it as their own in the same split second, you always know it's not going to be as good as yours. And they're going to have to figure out the idea. But you already have the entire idea figured out. And whether you help them with that, that decision is up to you. Because that I, even though they took your idea, does not mean that it's going to turn out as great as yours is because it's not because they didn't have the idea. They took your idea and guess what? Nine times out of 10, it's not going to work anyway, or it's going to take a very long time for them to get it right to where if they would have went with you in the first place with the idea. Guess what? They would be five steps ahead. So always keep that in mind that you do run the risk of someone taking your idea and making it their own, but it's never gonna be as good as the originator. And sometimes if you have a good idea and you don't feel that they, somebody will take it, then don't say. Maybe just comment on what someone has, comment on, I don't know, and. I, try to comment on what, on maybe a, maybe bring in your idea, but bring it in, in a different way. It's very, sometimes that's very tricky, but I don't want you to always, I want you to be able to speak up for yourself. And I want you to be able to speak up. And this is coming from me personally, because I'm someone that doesn't speak up a lot. And it's taken me a very long time to actually speak up in rooms As part of communications, I am the type of person that I can sit in a room, be in the middle of a conversation, and people forget that I'm there because I can be extremely quiet. Because of the fact that I have this feeling that I have to get over, that people aren't going to listen or pay attention to me or think what I say matters or is important, but what I have to say and what is important and it does matter to me, and I have to get it out. And I don't want others to feel that way, but I am learning to speak up when I have to and not to speak up just to speak up. Sometimes it is best just to sit back and not say anything. But at other times, it is good to just speak up and voice your concerns. If they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. But now they they at least know and they're beginning to hear your voice. And as you become comfortable, because you do have it is something it's, you do have to become comfortable with it along the way, that you will become more comfortable with speaking up even when it's when you need to. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you were able to take something away from it today. If you did, Please be sure to remember to go on head and like and subscribe to my podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps. You can find me on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave a review. And with all that being said, I hope you guys had an amazing rest of your day. Take care. Stay safe. And I will talk to you next week in the next episode.